Vikings versus Falcons, GMG pregame show. Coming to U.S. Bank to play the one and four Minnesota Vikings. But first, before we talk about Vikings and Falcons, let's talk about how Drew is doing. Drew, how are you? Doing good. Doing good. Ready to ready to talk about another big Viking game. <laughs> hey. How'd that sound? And there's Rhino. Rhino, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great. We had several moral victories today, so I'm feeling great. <laughs> and that is as we record on Wednesday for the Saturday uh, release. That's good. <coughs> and Ted, how you doing, buddy? Boys, if I was any better, I'd be against the law. Let's light this candle. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. That was a good hollow right there, man. Actually, it was quiet. <clears throat> We're coming off a very frustrating defeat. The only person that we haven't heard from yet on that, where the Seattle Seahawks had Russell Wilson drive the ball down at the end of the game and then throw a touchdown for a win, is Rhino. Rhino, have you got any brief and short thoughts on that wonderful game? Well, I mean, it's really everything's been said to this point. I mean, you know, going forward on that fourth down was the right call. I I think the play was suspect because, I mean, you literally run behind the worst offensive lineman in the NFL, ranking both in pass and run blocking right now. You know, I agreed with, like I said, I agreed with going for it. The call was terrible, put it that way. But still, even after that, we still had like a 97, 98% chance of winning the game. And of course, Russell Wilson being HOF level quarterback, you know, leads him down and that's all there is to it. I mean, you know, there was positives to the game. The defense looked really good first half. We held Wilson to 44 yards passing in the first half, you know, and we didn't give up 200 and some yards rushing this time, which is, you know, a major accomplishment from what we did. But at the end of the day, it's we still lost, and there's still a lot of shit we got to fix, but we're on to Atlanta. Yes, we are. And speaking of Atlanta – their head coach got fired last week after they lost again. They now have an interim head coach. Who is that, Drew? Raheem Morris. Do you think he's going to be any good? No. Not until he gets. <laughs> now you know what he's proven as, as a proven assistant in this league, and I think wasn't he coach at Tampa Bay for a while? 
Yes. Yeah, uh, three years. He does have a lot of experience. He's a good football guy. Um, I'm going to say they're going to be better off with him in the long run, but it's not not so far as the rest of the season. I don't think so. Atlanta's a terrible team. They had a lot of holes and a lot of positions to fill. So it's a tough call for him. So no, but not really on his not really on his deal. His you know it's not his problem. Ted, do you see the Falcons motivated or more motivated this week since they lost their coach? I see the Falcons coming out um, one of two ways. I, I think they're going to come out and they're going to really want to play well for Raheem Morris and, and you know, be professionals and, and show a little pride and, and all that cliche, stereotypical stuff. And they've, they've played, I mean, they've played good football. I mean, football games were 58 minutes long. I think the Falcons would be undefeated. Um, or close to it. I, I mean, they have blown two, two or three huge leads. I think um, right. in, to, the, to the Bears, it was right at the end. I know, and then yeah, I think the first the first week was the same too. So, <laughs> so there's there's zero and five what the Falcons are, and then there's just the putrid zero and five what the Jets are. I so maybe maybe a change of a head coach with a a new attitude or input or. Uh, way of looking at things might be the thing that the Falcons needed to, to you know, kind of kickstart things and, and rip off a few wins. Or or they're just going to pack it in and like, you know, we got our coach fired and now it's just now it's just waiting, you know, to, to play out the string so we can get some tee times in the spring or whatever the case may be. I, I, don't, I can go either way. I've, I've seen teams go both directions. I, I think the Falcons have the talent to be able to play well for Raheem Morris and, and for Vikings fans that think this is just going to be a cakewalk of a game, I, I would caution <clears throat> against that belief. That's yeah. what I was getting at. It's We can't take this game light, lightly at all because not the way the Vikings are playing. I, I mean, the, the Vikings choked away a late lead. It wasn't as big as the Falcons, but the Vikings are every bit as bad at critical moments of games this year than the Falcons are. It's, it's the, it's the stereotypical movable force against the resistible object. A resistible yeah, force. Against the object. What, what, whatever. Sounds like my, that, no, that's, that's a saying like, that's the way my dad would have screwed up that saying. So yeah, resistible <laughs> force against the movable object. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I, I can go either way with this game on, on how the Falcons are going to come out playing. Speaking I got a good idea two, how the Vikings are going to play. Speaking it's two losing cultures clashing with each other. That's what it feels yeah. like to me. Neither team really want – I mean, they're snatching, snatching defeat right out of the jaws of victory. They both find ways to lose. So neither of them are playing very well. It's, it could boil down to who can find the most creative way to blow the game is how it really <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of Don, um, it would have been funny to watch him watch this season. He would have, he, he would have thrown his beer through your TV. My dad would have been. What what is Mike Zimmer doing? What Teddy? What is he doing? Why, why is he still our head coach? The the Vikings cannot rush the quarterback. My entire life, they have not been able to rush the quarterback. Dad, they had the purple people leaders. Okay, well, they are pretty good, but they cannot rush the quarterback. Uh, <laughs> oh. After that Don Glover story, 
Drew, what numbers do we have for this week? Uh, really what jumps out at me is the Vikings are, believe it or not, they're the fourth best team at rushing the football in the NFL. They rush the ball for 161 yards a game, fourth best. And my question to you folks is if Dalvin Cook can't go, do we maintain the 160 a game with Madison? Are they going to be able to keep that up? With, what's, uh, uh, he and what's, Atlanta's rushing, with he, what's Atlanta's rushing defense? Their rushing defense is 14th. Overall, Atlanta's 31st in the league in overall defense, 14th against the run. So they're they're not they're not they're better against the run than they are. They're they're second to last overall. And they're second to last in pass defense, but their run defense is 14th, which is middle of the pack. They give up 110 a game, and we rush for 160. So I guess the mid row point would probably be what 130, 135, or something. I don't know. But without Cook in there, can the Vikings keep that 160 average? No. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know that it'll be 160. I I, I mean, we should be able to go. 110 to 120, 125, somewhere in the right. I mean, you know, Madison had a hell of a game Sunday night, and a couple of times Boone was in there, he ripped off a couple of pretty good runs too. And, I mean, they, you know, they were actually doing better than Cook was before Cook got hurt. But you Do, know, you, do all- you got? Do you go committee now that Cook's out, or you just have Madison use your regular guy like he would be the Cook replacement and then sub in the other guy's? Whenever, then, but then you, or do you go like full committee? No, I, I Madison's the I, go-to. I think Ma- and yeah, Madison's your number one. But, but I mean, uh, you know, okay. if Boone starts ripping off some pretty good runs and stuff. Yeah, then you then you adjust the uh, the workload accordingly. You know, I'd go with a hot hand, kind of more more than anything else. I think. And I do believe they'll keep up with that 160 yards rushing. You do, okay. I do. I they have their uh, interior starting defensive guy Marlon Davidson. Marlon Davidson, yeah, he, he's out with COVID. He's now on the COVID IR. He wasn't anything great or special looking at his grades, but but you're for, he was forgetting about somebody. Somebody I found in my notes going through notes this morning. Somebody you got to keep track of is Big Grady Jarrett. He's got the big boy in the middle. He's got two and a half sacks this season. He's really disruptive in the center of their D-line. And I know he's probably looking at his chops, looking at our guard setup for what he can get done. Grady Jarrett is a handful on the defense. That's probably the guy you got, in my opinion, you'd have to keep track of the most. He is the Um, highest rated player on that. He's really good. He's He's a really good player. Overall score, 77. (laughs) To me, he's he's the guy you got to account for on that D line if you want to run the ball in the gut. Um, so that, I mean, that's they Atlanta could still hurt you. They got Julio Jones, they got Hurst, they got yeah, what uh, Ridley, Ridley, Russell Gage. I mean, who am I probably missing a couple guys in there, but they still got and a Matt, prolific. Matt Ryan's not a bad court. quarterback either. Well, Matt Ryan's never beaten Zimmer, he's 0 4. Matt Ryan's lifetime quarterback rating against the Vikings is 81.6, I believe it is. And out of the four times Matt Ryan has played the Vikings, he's thrown at least two interceptions in three of those four games. So he hasn't particularly 
I mean, I'm, I'm not taking away that he's not, he's a good quarterback, right? But I'm just throwing out numbers that he's done against the Vikings the last few times he's played them. Sort of like Russell Wilson always beating the Vikings. Vikings I, always I, I would Matt Ryan. I, I would argue you're and and Drew very good very good knowledge about Matt Ryan not ever beating Mike Zimmer. Um, I I think though. When, when you look at some of those defenses Mike Zimmer had, I think I, I, I'd have to go back and look. I think they played the Vikings in 2014, which was Zimmer's first year. So that could have been a new defense, new look, I don't know, whatever. Um, but those other games, those Vikings defenses were a lot different than what this Vikings defense looks like. I mean, they had, they had a true shutdown corner in Xavier Rhodes, and they put him on Julio Jones. And Julio Jones has done squadouche. Against the against the Vikings under Mike Zimmer, right? Um, I, yeah, I remember that there was a game or two there. I know that Julio got extremely frustrated. You could tell during the game that he was, you know, he was getting, you know, throwing his hands up and stuff in the, on the field. You could tell he was frustrated as hell. But you know, and that we don't have. Ted that brings now. up a good point. The defenses were all different than what we got going on this year. And, um, and, you know, there's no shutdown corner. There's um, – I, I don't know. I, I mean, the Vikings could, could very easily win this game. I'm not saying I'm not saying they couldn't, but but I, I wouldn't look at Matt Ryan's past history against previous iterations of Mike Zimmer's defense and, and get this false sense of security, I guess, is what I'm, I'm trying to get at. And that's a great point. And, and to add on the top of that, I don't think – I think this is the best receiving core Atlanta has had in that spread of four games also. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've had Julio, but Calvin yeah. Ridley is, is legit. Yeah. They got a great receiving core to show their tight end, and they got Gurley. They got weapons. And you know, yeah. you guys have all seen Matt Ryan in a groove. You guys have seen him that in games when he gets going. He's one of the best in the league at, at stacking cheese, man. That guy's good. And they've, uh, you also, gotta, they've also done a really good job of pressuring Matt Ryan, too. In, in all those games, I, I, I would bet he'd been sacked at least three times and pressured a lot more in all, all of those previous contests. And the Vikings defense, other than the Seattle game, they really have not been able to generate a whole much, lot of pressure. Not, yeah, yeah right. much pressure at all. So I think what we'll was well, last I, year we were talking average <laughs> pressures per game was around like 14 or 17 pressures per game by our defense. We're it's looking what, now seven or eight now. 10. Yeah. 10. Um, See, that's not good. That's like two a quarter, man. Yeah, it's it's. Well, they got Russell Wilson is about fifty times more mobile than Matt Ryan, and they got to him four times. So maybe I don't know. Maybe they can do Matt Ryan's not going to run on you. He's a pocket guy back there, but you know, a lot of a lot of times when you get to Russell Wilson, he's actually the one that runs to you. He causes the sack. So might be a little misleading. Say we got to Russell Wilson four times, so we're going to get to Matt Ryan more. I hope they can generate some kind of a pass pressure because it's all kind of it caught all kind of rides on that, you know. Well, I'd love but to Atlanta, see James Lynch play a little bit more because he was in there for eight snaps and he had one pressure and a sack. Yeah, why was he only in there for eight plays? Uh, that still baffles me. I mean, well, I think just... he went in there because I think Jaleel got hurt. Got Jaleel... got a break in the rookie slowly, man. Jaleel. Oh well, yeah, you, you is... can't rush these things. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Jaleel. Uh... Is a do not practice today with a back injury. 
And that may be why. Um, also, news, if you hadn't heard, the Vikings released Hercules Madafa this week. I'm getting, or now I have the, is there been anything? Gonna, with, well, he's, he's got to clear waivers, but he'll probably end up back on the practice squad, I would assume, maybe. Maybe, but he's what, four years but, in? Yeah, something like that. I mean, and honestly, he's been a disappointment. You know, he, right. They've, they've talked big that he's, oh, yeah, he's put on weight. He's making strides. He's this, he's this. And then they put him in the game and you never even hear his name called. Every year. So, I mean, oh, yeah. So, oh, so I mean, it, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Yeah, I already spent too much time on the show talking about him. True. Um, <laughs> going over the injuries so far as of Wednesday, we'll update this when it goes out Saturday with everything. The Falcons have quite a few. They got uh, quite a few limited players um, today at practice. Did not practice Julio Jones with a hamstring and Jalen Hawkins with a concussion. And we know concussions you won't find out usually until about Saturday, um, whether they pass protocol. Vikings did not practice today. Uh, we have Dalvin Cook. We... I think it's basically already been said he's not going to play this weekend. Uh, K.J. Osborne still with the hammy. Uh, Holton Hill with his foot. Jaleel Johnson with his back. We had limited on Chris Boyd. Garrett, Garrett Bradbury for a finger slash knee. And uh, C.J. Ham for a shoulder. Didn't come from blocking, I can tell you that. Well, he got on that one fourth and half yard, he got stood up, and that was the first time. Fucking he real, dude. He over, overextended when they, when they ran that fly route with him to the end zone. Could be. There's another thing I don't want to hear about anymore. Madison's starting this weekend. I sure hope he knows how to play running back and find the opening. I don't want to hear about that anymore. You know, you get the ball, you get the handoff, you go straight ahead. He's not – he doesn't have the vision Cook has. He never – that play never should have been called to hand to the backup running back. So, nope. I'm taking well, Maddie off the hook. Not, not behind the worst guard in the You know TFF. what? Just yeah. to put a wrap on that, just to put a wrap on that because we talked about it for so long, you know, maybe let Ted comment on it. I think when they sent that play in, Madison up the middle on the dive play – I think Cousins should have said, screw it, and be insubordinate and just take it himself. And just take it but himself Cous- and then go to the sidelines and take the heat. If the coach goes, he didn't run my play, he'd say, well, your play was shit. And I took it. That's what I expect but my quarterback Cous- to do. Cousins take it over will never himself. do that, though. Cousins will never do what, that. You know, Favre would have done it. Elway would have done just, it. Manning would have done it. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, Favre would have done that to Chile. That's a stupid play. We're running this instead. He Ex- did that exactly. all the time. And I really nuts. wish Cousins would have would have done that, but you know Cousins wouldn't. He didn't want to take the PR bashing if he didn't make it. He's more worried about that than he is the game, I guess. So um, that's going backwards. I don't want. I want to keep the keep the show going forward. So disregard everything I just said. Let's go back to talking about Hercules Mata'afa and Chris Boyd's injured finger, whatever that. Oh. So we're down two corners again, Ted. <laughs> is that what I'm well, hearing, Ted? Yeah, but it, we're yeah. going to have yeah. we're going to have the same three corners that we had last week. And that's the first time in the season that's happened where we have the three. So Hill, Gladney, and uh, Dan Stanford. Okay. 
got their hands full again. Falcons come at you. They're not oh, going to, yeah. you know. What is their pass? You got to score offense. to keep up with the fault. They may, they may blow leads, but they can put up points, man. So the Vikings better be on there. The Vikings are moving up offensively now, guys. They were 31st three weeks ago. They're now 17th. And I know 17th isn't top 10, but it's better than 30th. Uh, yeah. Last week, they were 22nd going into the, the Seahawks game. Now they're 17th. So there's offensively, at least we're trending in the right direction. Defense, we're low 20s on everything. So, but we were low 30s a couple weeks ago, so we're still, I mean, we're there's still improvement on the defense. Too, <laughs> we're, so. we're trending upward. Oh, we're 38. Total um, defense. How, what does the Falcons offense look like numbers wise? What is our 12th overall? Like? 12th overall, 17th rushing. They get 114 yards a game. They're the eighth best passing team in the NFL, and they score 24 points a game. Okay. And we give up 30 points a game. So it's probably going to be – this game could easily be in the 30s again. So uh, they have the eighth best passing offense, and we have the 25th passing defense. So it's pretty obvious how probably how they're going to come at us. The, well, the uh, in, well, interns, what do you call their- them, Ted? Uh, the the fight in interims, the fight yeah. in interims. They're probably going to come at us through the air. Uh, Zimmer's shut Gurley down every time he's played against him. So, what's their turnover margin, Drew? They're minus one, believe it or not, which is pretty. You know, usually teams that are in as bad a shape are like we're plus five. So that ha- that adds to why we're having the woes that we're having. They are a minus one. You know what? Wait, you know the Vikings what? Are, probably, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the Vikings are plus five in turnover margin. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No. The Vikings are minus five, and the okay, Falcons yeah, are plus one. Yeah, okay, sorry, yeah. I got that. I got that all. That, I, I went like dyslexic that. on that. Minus five, the Falcons are plus one. Here's an interesting little tidbit on the numbers: the Vikings have 24 penalties for 176 yards on the season. The Falcons have 27 penalties, only three more penalties than we do, but almost 80 yards more in yardage, which means they are giving up the long, shitty penalties, like the 40-yard. Pass interference, the real one. The, the that might be why they're blowing leads. They're giving up the penalties they give up are just horribly bad. Uh, you know, you throw a forty-yard pass and there's pass interference at the goal line. It's a lot of yardage. Yeah. So there's just a big like differential. In yeah, the Vikings have three less penalties, but almost hundred yards less in penalties. Yardage. We don't give up. So, the, we don't give up the forty-yard penalties because by that time the wide receiver is way past the cornerbacks and. <laughs> No, they, they just jump off sides and give up a defensive holding on third and 15. Yeah. So, so Drew, I, I, I wasn't sure if you were going to throw these numbers out here, but but everybody, you know, I, I've seen people say, well, the Vikings can turn it around and, and this is still a playoff team and yada, yada, yada. And I, I was I was looking at some stuff, and they're, they're, the, the Minnesota Vikings have had 56 drives this year, offensive drives. They have allowed – the opponents have had 54 offensive drives. The Vikings have scored either field goal or touchdown on 39.3% of those drives and turned the ball over on 16% of those drives. How? The opponents have really? scored 55% of the time and only turned the ball over 5% of the time. Wow. That is better than any number I threw out today. You you want to know you want to know why the Vikings are one in four? 
right that's there. it right there that's it right there they can't stop teams from scoring and they right. turn the ball over at three times the rate their opponent does and and i i'm sorry but for those of you that think this is a team that's going to rip off nine what, wins. What, 11 wins nine wins 10 wins 11 wins if you look at that, those two things right there, you, you can't, you cannot, you can't even hope to be 500 if you're giving up scores over half the time your defense is on the field. You, you just aren't. You're a terrible Dude, is, football team. You are a terrible football team. Good but, knowledge. It's good numbers right there, yeah. man. That's really telling and eye-opening numbers right there. But we're playing another terrible football team this weekend. True. In in normal years, we'd say this is a get right game, but Atlanta's saying the same thing about us right now. So, oh, this game, this game's perfect for Mike Zimmer. Think about it, king of the dipshit teams. This is perfect for him to win. He's going to win this game. (laughs) Ticker tape parade extension. Look at how good it all is. This is prime for him. This is perfect for Mike Zimmer. These are the games he wins. Yeah. Yeah, he beats the bad teams. He can't beat the good teams. King of the bad well, teams, if more, man. If he had more Pro but, Bowl players. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. On the offensive line, we, it'd be nice. We got we got to remember, though, that this is this is the off year. It's the every other year thing. Last year we made the playoffs. Next year we miss it. Next year we'll make it again. It's been that way that ever such, since Zimmer's been here. That is such and a that's, And that's okay. Man, that, man. That's okay. That, that is, you know, we should be satisfied with that, according to certain people. Some people are, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, I know they are. It's amazing. I've been, I've it, been having discussions it, all day about this because I I went into uh, a Facebook board with uh, a cousin's meme, pulled the pin through the grenade, and just turned around, walked back out as the explosion happened <laughs> behind me. You know, but <laughs> it, it, if if you are the type of fan that thinks being good every other year is okay, I don't right. want you watching this show. Seriously, I don't. Change the Hell channel. Go watch no. something else. Well, because that's but, unacceptable to me. It's unacceptable. You know hey, Zimmer like better be careful. Had... Zimmer better be careful, guys. If he loses to Atlanta, he's not only losing to Atlanta, but there's a bye week the next week. He's priming himself to get the big AX, baby. He's He's got to win this game. You know, I'm, I'm at the point in my fandom. I mean, and we've been – fans all all of us 30 40 plus years right i'm at the point in my fandom with this team where if if they are not a substantial playoff team and you know by five games if after five games you know what kind of team you are and and if and if anybody thinks this is a playoff team and they just need to tweak something here or something there i'm sorry they're not maybe maybe they'll prove me wrong and i you know bob's your uncle and i'll be the idiot at the end of the year because that's happened before but i after five games, I think you got a pretty good idea what kind of football team you have, and this is not a good football team. If well, they're not going to be, a Zim- are we talking a real tweak? Or are we talking a Zimmer tweak? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want them to be drafting in the top five, so they have a chance for a true franchise-altering player like Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, um, somebody. And, and, and yeah. if, you know, but what the Vikings always seem to do is they win just enough games to get a decent draft pick, you know, 12, 13, 14, whatever. But 
far enough back that they they can't get that that franchise altering player, and that just well hope, it just aggravates me. Just aggravates me. Let's play off what let's play off what Ted just said right there. Let's let's somebody boot up the schedule real quick, and we'll look at automatics. I consider this I weekend an automatic. Okay, I, I consider got it right Sunday here. an automatic. The Vikings. Okay, are, so I consider Atlanta, this a win. They're going to win this game. Okay. Then read them the rest. Then they, okay. Then they have the bye. Week eight at Green Bay. I'm calling that a loss. 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 Week nine, Detroit at home. I'm loss. calling that a loss. Week ten at Chicago. Detroit's, <laughs> loss. Detroit. Loss. Detroit's horrible. So um, are we, Dave. Well, I know that. Week eleven. I, it's just and Chicago, other than their defense, isn't. We're not winning that, in that, Chicago, that Dave. Not, not winning right, in Chicago. That, that does not matter. Zimmer cannot beat Nagy. We can't. Can't we couldn't even win in Chicago with, with top five defenses. How the fuck are we going to win there now? Come on. Go ahead. Keep going. Um, okay, so at Chicago. Then week 11, Dallas at home. Loss. Week 12, you Carolina sure? at home. Teddy Bridgewater. Dallas beat isn't us. winning. And they don't have a quarterback. Dallas, Andy, I wouldn't Andy consider D- Dallas. I'd take Andy Dalton yeah. over Kirk Cousins right now, brother. Andy Andy Dalton. But I wouldn't call I wouldn't necessarily Andy. call that an automatic. I'm just I was okay. asking for automatics. I don't think that's an automatic win. I think okay. or automatic. What, what, automatic. One comment one comment on Dallas and Andy Dalton. Ginger? And, and tying tying in with no tying in with Kirk Cousins. It, in regular season, since Cousins has been here, he's had the opportunity nineteen times in the fourth quarter to lead a game winning drive. He's got one. Andy Dalton has played one game with Dallas. He has one with Dallas. <laughs> well, come on, right? One and nineteen's not really, not okay. really. All right. Okay, so right, let's go back. Then. So not again. Yeah, continue, so Green Bay. continue, Ted. So at Green Bay, not a gimme. At at Detroit at home, not a gimme. At Chicago, not a gimme. Dallas, not a gimme. Carolina at home. Not a gimme. Loss. Jacksonville, that's a winnable Maybe. game, isn't it? Maybe. Jacksonville, should, yeah, that's so. So right now, up to now, we got Atlanta Sunday. I consider uh-huh. that a we should, and Jacksonville, we got two, and we have one win. Yeah. So we're at three. We're at three yeah. right now. Keep going. Week fourteen at Tampa. <laughs> no. No. Week no. week fifteen Chicago. Not a gimme. No. And then they close this last two games out at New Orleans and at, excuse me, at Detroit to end the season. Yeah. So we, we have what what you would consider two more. I'm not going to say easy wins because that, we don't say that around here, but um, it's <laughs> winnable games. Winnable, winnable games. games. Yes. Well, that, I would that, consider That we should feel good yeah. going into the uh, good of our chance to win. We'll put it that way. So we're looking at three I, to four wins, Ted. Is that is that is that my fair? What that is? And yeah, and I, uh, I would agree to, with Dave. We, week seventeen, if if they lose at Detroit, there's a good chance they can beat Detroit at home. So yeah, so three and thirteen, four and twelve, five. Okay, and eleven. <laughs> Super Bowl homeboy. Okay, five and eleven. So to, to what we just okay, f- three. Three and thirteen to five and eleven. Is that fair? Three and thirteen, five and eleven, right in that range. I would right buy that. So that's probably anywhere between pick shit. I don't have the records in front of me from last year's draft order. 
is that number six to number 12 number six to number 15 yeah. in, in there, in, in there someplace right probably 10. yeah yeah five to ten somewhere in there but i, I okay. don't think it's gonna be five but it's it's well i yeah. I, I mean you gotta look at who's who's below us and you well, know you got both new york teams you've got yeah. you know atlanta, atlanta right now you've got, you got jacksonville Jackson. The Jets aren't going to win more than one game. The Jets are not going to win more than one game. They're going to get the first first pick, as far as I see. They're beyond horrible. They have fucking Joe Flacco playing for them. Um, so at three and thirteen, we're a t- top ten pick. That's yeah. That's probably what probably at what the record 13. shows every year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, so in the twenty twenty draft, the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals picked first. I love doing 29- this football. I fucking love football, man. They're, Sorry, the Bengals picked first, and their 2019 record was two and 14. Okay, Washington, the artist formerly known as the Washington Redskins, picked second, <laughs> and they were three and 13. A second? Oh, okay, well, that's um, higher than I thought. That, okay, and Detroit. They're another, they're another Detroit team that's picked in third. Detroit picked third. They were three, 12, and one. Okay. Uh, and then fourth and fifth were the Giants and Dolphins. The Giants were four and twelve, and the Dolphins were five and eleven. So, wow. Okay. Well, I'm so way I don't off think it's reasonable uh, to say a top five pick. Yeah, top five yeah. to seven pick is, is not you know, and and realistically, that put, if we had you know, if we want to, I mean, that puts us in a position where we could jump up to number one if we want to want to go after trevor lawrence or something without having to sacrifice what oh we got a first thank you for those numbers by the way i was way off thank you okay with what dave with whatever the frick it takes to get (laughs) because we don't have uh, a second round pick i I don't i don't care if we have to give him our second round pick from 2042 (laughs) If, if we have the ammunition to move up and get a goddamn franchise quarterback that we have not had around here in arguably 30 years, if not more. We That's need where to do it, it gets tricky. That's okay, where it gets tricky so when you're in. What if the ahead, teams Drew. ahead of you don't need a quarterback? I mean, they've already locked in their franchise guy. You could, your guy is more likely to be there at five or six. I'm glad. I'm glad Ted just read those numbers because I was thinking five and 11, you're down 12. Drafting twelve, I was completely wrong. So even between if we're three and thirteen or five and eleven, we're probably in top seven, top seven or eight. Yeah. Now, now looking at their draft picks next year, they have nine picks. They don't have Dave's right. They don't have a second round pick, and that was what was that for? How? how in God, they deal that? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, they've got a first round pick, a third round pick, three fourth round picks, three fifth round picks, a sixth and a seventh. So they could do a one next year's two, two fourths and a fifth. I don't know if they got to move up. They would have to use next year's. Yeah, in there. Hey, the whoever the, they're the trading Jet, with would have to. The Jets tried to up. sign Cousins when we got him. Let's put throw Cousins in on the deal. Cousins in a first round pick to move up number one. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, guys, you know is, what? People have been looking at the Cousins trade possibility. Right, we know San Francisco and their head coach loves him, but we also know that if he's on the team, third day of the league day, year, day three of the league year, yeah, his salary gets guaranteed out. If he's not, if he's cut prior to that, we owe forty-one million next year. 
41 million off the cap is ginormous, especially considering the cap's going to be about 175. But, but there is a clause if we keep him past that third day of the league year and then cut him after June 1st, i.e. have the trade in the books all but signed and paperwork sent prior to, say, San Francisco. And I'm using San Francisco just because the coach loves him. Um, yeah, but does John Lynch love his, him? Fuck. Well, that, that's the problem with San Francisco. It's whether Lynch does. Um, but that only costs us $10 million and trade team accepts the rest of his contract, which would only be for a two-year deal. Right. Right? And as we saw last year, San Francisco was pretty damn good if it wasn't for... If they could think, hey, if we have this quarterback that can play better and they think he plays better than Garoppolo, I'm just, I'm just not trying gonna, to say, hey, uh, I'll sell him to the, anybody. I'll give him at away. This, at this point right now, I would trade Cousins to Garoppolo, or it Cousins and Garoppolo, straight, straight, straight up. I mean, because right, this, on, this year on the books, Garoppolo is in that $25 million I think he's like hit, $27 next, million next year. No, but they can cut him and there's only four million dollars in dead cash. So we we can run him all at the end of the year and then let it, and then if we if we so chose. I mean, everybody wants to say because uh, Shanahan worked with him that he loves cousins. Shanahan said that. Yeah, he said that. It doesn't, no mean he want, doesn't mean he wants him as quarterback. Is he that much better than Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins? Shan- Shanahan. Shanahan wanted to trade for Cousins when they got Garoppolo. And when Lynch traded for Garoppolo instead, I've heard this story from multiple places. They said Shanahan was basically walking around sulking around the office for about two weeks because they didn't get the quarterback that he wanted. He wanted Cousins in the worst friggin' way. And he All right, well, we're gonna have to go gentle. We're gonna have to go gentleman's bet on it, twenty bucks or something, because I don't think San Francisco wants Kirk Cousins to move well, forward. But it, Shanahan may want him, but Lynch may say Mm-mm. John Lynch. That, that's yeah. He's the, the buck stops with him, so. You don't know. I'll trade Kirk Cousins for, for a ham sandwich. It doesn't matter. Just get his number. I know, but you, you, you say you say he loves him, so he's going to make him the quarterback. You know, I, twenty years ago, I dated a stripper. I loved it for two weeks, but I wasn't going to have her be wife of my <laughs> children. I mean, so he's got. He, he doesn't know. I don't know. But that, what do you do? San with Francisco him? is just one of the possible suitors. Yeah, that plays the, into it. Drew, one of the Drew more likely up, scenarios. Drew brought up a good point earlier. Huh? I, I would have I would have thought, um, not not on the show, but when we were talking earlier, that that while Cousins was still in Washington, you could have you could have talked yourself into, well, yeah, but it's it's Washington and and they're not a good football right. team, and you put you put Kirk Cousins in a in a good situation, he'll blossom and he'll become an elite quarterback. Well, he That's, was put in a good situation. Anymore with right. the Minnesota Vikings coming off the NFC Championship, and they had everything. They had every starter back and the one guy other than their nose tackle, and they upgraded that position with Sheldon Richardson in 2018, and this team flopped to 8-7-1 yeah. with, no, with no discernible injuries, no uh, significant roster losses, nothing. And this team right. flopped from 13-3 and to 8-7-1. Last year they went ten and six and had a had a uh, overtime win and now they're one and four. 
I I think the the resume for Kirk Cousins has been written, and and much like the Vikings' record, it is what it is. And I don't see the Vikings getting any return on investment for Kirk Cousins because the whispers that people had about Kirk Cousins before he came to the Vikings are no longer whispers; they're facts. Yeah, right. but that's from our point of view. But there are coaches out there, and you doesn't matter what sport it is. That say, Come on, man! I can fix him. He can be my guy. They do it in okay, baseball. Hey. They do it You're in all... football. They do it in GM Dave hockey. GM Rhino. GM Ted. You're all GMs. In the other. You're all GMs. We're do you want? Are you going to try to get Kirk Cousins on your team? No, 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 no. absolutely not. Okay, settle, done. I want to get him off settle. my team. If us three aren't going to do it, we're not regular GMs like you just said. They're certainly not going to want to do it. Cousins isn't a guy you move forward with on your team. I think no. I think there I don't think there's any trade leverage with Kirk Cousins anymore because based on what Ted just said, he always had that X factor of he's on the Redskins. Let's get him in a good situation. Can't use that anymore. That's gone. You know what yeah. Kirk Cousins is now? Kirk Back Cousins up. is a, he's a bridge quarterback to your quarterback of the future. And whether it's with the Vikings or with another team, that's what Kirk Cousins is. Sorry. He, Everybody knows the Vikings are going to try to trade him. That. He's the highest paid game manager in the history of the NFL. And he's got an under 500 well, record. Do they that brought though. that up earlier. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's an, he, he's, he, sh- he should be the best backup in the league. Is what he should be. Well, I'll compromise with you, Dave. I'll compromise with you, David Stefano. I think you're right. I think they can't find a trade partner. But on my side, you ain't going to get a plug nickel for that guy. Don't Do care. I don't and care about getting a plug nickel. All we want is to get his well, money. Just release him. Get rid of him. Release him. No. The difference is with a trade, think, yeah. you move most so of the money you do off care the about book. A plug nickel. You move most of the money off the book with a. Which is a plug nickel. Well, I care about those plug nickels. Um, but <laughs> if it's if we get a fifth and a seventh or so, I'm happy. Fine. If I get a ham sandwich, I'm fine if you take most of that money with you. Because, yeah, that's a good point. Because yeah. with that money and a rookie quarterback on a five-year rookie deal, we can start putting that money elsewhere, and we're no longer in cap hell. But it seems well, like all the teams you know, got their guy going forward. Who's, you know who's desperate are, like guys? that? We're in freaking Brock Osweiler in Houston territory where Houston basically paid Cleveland just to get him, get him the hell out of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ted, I mean, that, Ted Glover, what NFL team is in dire, desperate need for some quarterback help? Most teams have a Minshew. They have a Tua. They have a Burrow. Most teams are moving forward with their guys. Who is left to take over Kirk Cousins? Um, God, let's see. You've got uh, – is Sam Darnold still the guy with the Jets? But uh, the Jets finished first. They got the guy from Clemson. I think, I think Pittsburgh's going to need a guy because Ben Roethlisberger's old. Cleveland – Baker Mayfield's playing well. Bengals have Burrow. Yeah, you're going. To, I mean, Denver does Denver have a quarterback? They're playing. That's something got to take in. David, Charter, well, David, that's something got to take into consideration. The pool is not as big as it was a couple years ago for quarterbacks. No, but you also have, as Ted alluded to, Roethlisberger can retire. Brady can retire. Breeze can retire. Okay, there's Rodgers won't. Well, um, there's an inter- interesting possibility with. Now with Dak Prescott getting hurt, he, you know, he was on the franchise tag this year. He didn't sign that five-year contract that they offered him. 
You know, they could That's just why get, he and was if, crying on the cart. Right. And if he comes back and says, you know, it's still that, uh, you know, he still wants $45 million a year, they could look and say, okay, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, you guys are real similar quarterbacks, in my opinion. I, I think that they, I think that they're a similar style of quarterback. Lean Prescott a little bit, but Prescott runs you know, more. But that's before yeah. he shattered and destroyed his right. entire ankle. But so you, you could be looking at could you could you are we going to pay forty five million dollars a year to Prescott or should we go thirty five million dollars a year for Cousins for a couple of years while we find the next guy in in line? I mean, it's a possibility. I'm not saying it's a likely possibility because it probably isn't. But we're looking at potential landing spots. It's a potential. And I see Prescott going into next year like Teddy did after his knee injury, where somebody may sign him, but it's going to be, hey, we don't trust the development. He tore everything up in that ankle, so it's going to take a while. And he had, yeah, and it was a compound fracture. And it was a compound it, so. fracture on top of that, that he may have to do what Teddy did and say, hey, I'll play for $5 million this year, $20, 20 million next, before he has a chance to get that big salary. I just think when you factor in the limited amount of teams that need a quarterback as was needed just two seasons ago, I think that even diminishes Kurt Cousins' trade value even more because you can't you don't have the Browns anymore. You don't, you, a lot of teams have gotten their guy to move forward. A lot of them have yeah. that were available yeah. a couple of years ago or last year or whatever. Philip Rivers is. Um, I don't. I don't. I, you know. Hey, Mike McCarthy, okay. you just took over the job. We're going to give you Kirk Cousins now. I bet you he's fucking overjoyed to hear that. I mean, well, you know, and, here, come and on, here's, dude. A, here's another factor with Cousins is he's what? 31. 32 31. or 33? 31. Okay, 10 31. years in, man. So so he's not he's he's not a guy that that a coach can look at and say, "Well, yeah, he's he's had kind of his ups and downs, but he's still a young guy and he played on a bad team and I think I can fix him." I I, I Dave, you're right, and I I think there's always coaches out there that that say they can fix guys, but but at, at some point on on a bad team and a good team, ten years in the league, you've you've written you've written your biography on who you are as a player in the NFL, and I yeah I I don't think that's going to change for Cousins, and I agree with you, Dave, that that if they're gonna if they're gonna move him, they they have to trade him to get a chunk of salary off the books, so they can they can build pieces around the quarterback of the future or whatever. Yeah. Um, Because if they, if they get rid of cousins and just by releasing him, well, yeah, you're going to draft a new QB, but he's going to have to wait around for two or three years before you have any really solid cash, good, good core of players on both sides of the ball around him. So yeah, it's the, the Vikings are in a, in a hot mess to be quite honest. And I, I think, you know, we were, we were talking the day before that the, the, the absolute turning point for the Mike Zimmer era was signing Kirk Cousins and then extending Kirk Cousins. The the two mm-hmm. biggest mistakes I think Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer have made was letting go of Case and Teddy and signing Cousins and then extending Cousins at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yep. And I know their, their excuse was we needed to cap space. I mean, and granted, we didn't, you know, they didn't know, we didn't, nobody knew we were going to be the dumpster fire that we are this year. But, I mean, looking at it, we'd have been better off letting, you know, we shouldn't have overpaid for guys like Anthony Barr and stuff like that. We would have had to cap space to begin with. We wouldn't have had to worry about restructuring Cousins 
so that we could do this, that, and the other thing. If we let, we would have let him just play out this year and thank him for his service and let him walk well, off the they, merry road, you know. And it would have been great if Spielman and Zimmer just played out this year and that was done too. But, you know, and played for the contract. Yeah. But I, mean, I, had, I think most of us were calling for that before it happened. Yeah, but, we were. Yeah. And, and we're the not, surprise not of extending Cousins was a surprise because we were wanting <laughs> him to play it out. But they needed that extra money. They got Pierce, right, which they thought was going to be the young replacement for Linval, right? Key to the Zimmer defense is that run-stuffing nose guard. That's they worked out him. well. Then yeah. COVID, and he's gone. They had Daniil Hunter, the best defensive end in the league. He injures his neck the first pra- first week of practice. He's out for the season. And, you know, you have your young corners that we knew were going to take time to develop. Is this the excuse portion of the show? Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> if Every week. Every if, fucking week we do the same thing. It's, Every week. We got to remember to throw it's co- it's a weird year and it's COVID in there, so that we got that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is if – Coach and GM and quarterback were all playing for their contracts this year. Do you think we'd have be- different results than we do now? No. Then, but would we next year? Yeah. Yeah. Next because year they'd be a lot all better. All three shape of them because, would be off. The yeah, books. because all three of them. Well, all three of them might be gone by next year anyway. Yeah. The way things are going, and and we wouldn't have to worry. We'd have some money. Yeah. But but now I mean I get Dave's point. But now by not by extending them, and still possibly getting rid of all three, now you've got financial constraints, especially with Cousins if you can't move him. Um, yeah. That you I wouldn't mean, have had if you if you'd have just let him play out, and then you would have freed up what twenty five or thirty million dollars in the cap, and and that would have gone a long way in solving other problems on the line. line. That, well, yeah, you you, you could you could have signed a new coach guards for that. that yeah. Yeah, T- sign two, two top, guards for that. I mean, top level guard. Okay, that now on the guard topic. I mean, do we have anybody else on this freaking team that can play right guard right now? No. <laughs> I mean, we got you know, we got to try. Give something. me a shot. I mean, Ezra Cleveland. Give me a shot. I mean, you drafted him well, to be a tackle, a but shot. you're moving him a guard. I don't know. Well, now, well you, uh, you, you, got, you got Avian, Avian Collins, who <laughs> was at one point in time was supposed was at during training camp was in yeah. the running for the starting left guard spot. Put him at left guard. Put Dozier over at right guard. Do some. I mean, the, are, the yeah, numbers Collins on, isn't even on the team anymore. Yeah, they on, caught he's him. on the practice squad, isn't he? He, he went I looked from at, I, he went from in the I running to start to get. He's on the Wasn't he the squad. starter? I looked at the roster that earlier today and it said he was on wait, the practice squad. Wait, 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 wait. Collins isn't on the team. He's on the practice squad. Wasn't he a starter like a month ago? He was battling yeah, yeah. for during training camp. Yeah. training camp. He was battling. Fucking staff doesn't know whether the sun's in the sky or up their cornhole. They don't but, know what but, the fuck. We get to Ezra some, Cleveland. Here. My question to you guys is when do we see Ezra Cleveland? <laughs> I don't well, know. I mean, we could put Cleveland Spielman in a week guard. ago said we're probably going to see him sooner than later. As what? Uh, As a guard. Why? You tell me. You, you, why? You, why? You why? This in the second round to be your last tackle. tackle. Yes. Yeah. And then somebody now, say, we're going to use him as a guard. He's now our new guard. 
Why are you wasting a second round pick on a guard on a development guy? Why are you asking guy? me? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the answers to these questions. Kind of makes you yearn for the days of Willie Beavers, doesn't it? But hey, no, but hey, <laughs> if Hunter and if Hunter and Barr wouldn't have got hurt, Super Bowl. No, but you know, Dave, Dave that's a better, but that's no. Dave, that's a solid point, though. I mean, you draft a guy in the second round. Now they decided to keep Riley Reef, which I was for, and I think that's turned out to be a good decision. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's the number really well. one tackle per PFF so far this second season. Second rounder should this be week. Second but, rounder but should still, be playing. I could argue. I could argue being your top backup this year, and then with Reef, Reef moving on, probably next year he will rolling into the starting job. I, I, yeah. I get that. I, I mean, I, I would have understood that. But but when you draft a guy in the second round to be your left tackle of the future, and then you move him to guard, you're you're just kind of it, it makes all it makes no sense. It it makes no sense to me. You're not now he's getting reps as a guard, not as a tackle. You, you I I don't know, man. I, I just well, you know, we've talked about the decisions some... this team has made, and I just don't agree with any of them since the end of 2017. I just don't. Hardly any. We're forgetting somebody else here too. We got Mike Zimmer's favorite offensive lineman on. He's on. He is on the roster. Mike or uh, Brett Jones is the roster. And, and he, he could play. And he has played guard. He played guard in Rhino. Giants for a while. Mm-hmm. Rhino. Yes. Brett Jones is not a real human being. <laughs> <laughs> he does not exist. He does not exist. Uh, all right. The, so- yeah, the sooner like, you I mean, accept. I- the sooner you accept the truth, <laughs> Rhino, accept the truth. He's not around. Uh, I, I made that comment the other day. The existence of Brett Jones is kind of like the Loch Ness Monster or an intelligent Packers fan. There's I, there's rumors to the, would, of their existence, but there's no proof of it. I've seen a Sasquatch more in my life than I've seen Brett Jones on a freaking football field. In a bike <laughs> well, that's, that, that's true. At this point, I'd rather have Jeff Spicoli figure out my offensive line. I would. Aloha, Aloha, Mr. Han. Figure it out. Because there's I mean, no, it's just, like Ted said, it's, it's, ba- it's confusing. With that, we'll wrap this puppy up. What do you think is going to happen Sunday, Rhino? I mean, it's going to go one of two ways. I mean, we should come in and, I mean, there's no reason why we can't beat Atlanta by two touchdowns, but it's going to go one of two ways. We're either going to come in hungover off of that draining loss to Seattle and or tie that into Raheem Morris coming in and teams tend to get a little bit of a bump when stuff like this happens. You know, I could easily see Atlanta coming in and beating us by 14 points too. I mean, I in the end, I think we do win this game. I'm going to say 30 to 24 Vikings. Ted? The Vikings either win on a game-ending field goal or they lose on a game-ending field goal. I can go either way. Well, and we know, we studied this week, that opposing kickers are 100% at U.S. Bank this season. Then they will lose on a game-winning field goal. <laughs> Drew, last words. I got the Vikings thirty-eight to seventeen, and I got Cousins or Cousins throwing four touchdowns. Wow! wow. Game of skull picks. Baby. My numbers. Game of skull. 
My numbers have a uh, 21-point Viking win. I think the Vikings take care of business this week. But I have a favor right now. Being Remember, Ted, we used to do all that bitching trivia back with, last year? We had all those trivia things? Yeah. Yeah. I, got, I, got one tri- I got one trivia question for you. All right. And I thought about it like 10 minutes before we came on the air. The Alabama Crimson Tide have had five number one wide receivers since 2011. Can you name all five? Calvin Ridley. There's one. No. <laughs> I can't. Cool Whip Jones, man. Cool Whip Jones. Julio Julio Jones. Jones. uh, Jerry Judy. Three. Henry Ruggs. Four. Justin Jefferson. Justin Justin Jefferson was LSU. LSU. No. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. And... That's my ticket dump face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amari Cooper was the last one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Duh. Yep. But I thought about that going, man, we never get to do that trivia stuff anymore, so I'm going to throw one out at Ted. Well, Sorry idea. it wasn't a better question. It's that's, kind of a lame question, question, but thanks for I'm kind of a lame dude. 38, 17, four TDs for Cousins, 32-year extension for Mike Zimmer when he wins. California Dreamer. You're missing something, Drew. <laughs> hey, I've been, I've been, meow, meow, Viking cow. Hey, I've been pretty close on my score picks these last three weeks. You have. <laughs> so, with that, everybody, we'll see you Saturday. Hey, for the first thanks pre-game for all the fun today. For the first pregame show of the week. And then following that, following the game, we go live with GMG in the Raw. But... Everybody, have a good weekend. Stay safe. Enjoy your favorite beverage, friends, and food. And Skull Vikings! Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody. <laughs>